0: Blog Talk Radio It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show Your hour of empowerment and inspiration With your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings And keep soaring by the power of God As you transform your tragedies into empowering moments Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move, because you are definitely in for a treat today, here on The Conqueror's Cafe. Well, good evening,
1: good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Conqueror's Cafe radio show. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday. What an awesome day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. With that mother and son, that's my son and I. And this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing, of how we use prayer and perseverance to truly overcome the hardships that we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support. We provide resources, we provide tips and prevention insights. We educate and empower and enlighten brain injury survivors, caregivers, and their family members by teaching them how to create the life that they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. A few of my other books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul, which is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. You know, oftentimes after surviving a tragedy, life can become chaotic, it can become hectic, and most times you really just want to quit and you just kind of want to crawl under a rock and go into isolation. Well, this is the time that you cannot give up, and it is the time that you cannot give in. It's the time to truly understand the power of your words because it's through your words where you are going to find the strength and the will to turn your situation around. It's through your words that you're going to find joy. It's through your words that you're going to find peace, and you're going to realize that you truly do possess the power to turn your tragedy into triumph. Um, my newest book, um, I tell you guys, before I tell you a little bit about this book, uh, it. It was really um, a vision that God had given me to write this book because um, when I travel and I go around and I and I and I do my speech and I and I talk about uh, you know how to really survive traumatic events. Well, they would always want to know about the slides and and they would want to know uh, well how can I get this and, and how can I. Get the slides, and can I can I get a copy of the speech? So I was like, why not write about what I talk about, so that I can leave something with them? And so that is exactly um, what we did. And this book, uh, it's 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 truly one that's from my heart. Um, I tell you, when writing this book, I really just poured everything into uh, what I've experienced as being a survivor of a traumatic event, and the name of this book is called From Tragedy to Working Strategies, From Tragedy to Working Strategies, Turning Your Traumatic Events into Empowering Moments. You know, when you go through a tragedy, you don't have to – Sit back and be uh, defeated. Um, as a survivor of a traumatic event, what you need to realize and understand is that the remainder of your life is dependent upon how you navigate the untimely events that occur. And your ability to persevere after being thrust into bleak circumstances and uncertain outcomes is truly the most valuable trait that you must absorb. Your capacity to live through the unforeseen hardships and challenges that accompany tragedies are going to test you each and every day that you make it through that traumatic event. And in this book, uh, you will be empowered and you're going to learn how to turn your tragedy into working strategies, guess what, guys, to create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you face, in spite of the health challenges, uh, whether it be wealth challenges any type of challenges that that you face, you are going to walk away understanding how a positive mindset can literally change the trajectory of their purpose. That's right. Uh, uh, the reader will walk away being empowered, being educated. They are going to, um, to to have the tools needed as they embark upon their new journey of becoming the strategist of their own destiny. And so, uh, uh, also, I want to um, let you guys uh, know that um, we have a 31 day devotional, Soaring by the Power of God. And again, it is a 31 day devotional designed to enable you to soar as the events of your life are transformed into empowering moments. Uh, how do you do that? Through daily reading, through guided prayer. And the intention is for you to increase your self-control and really discover happiness and hope as you refocus your life on the things that really matter. You know, a lot of times after coming through a traumatic event, we focus on everything that's negative. But we are going to learn how to focus on the things that really matter. This devotional was written for both men and for women who are really just seeking a more intimate relationship relationship with Christ. Um, I just want you guys to to know that after a traumatic event, you don't have to give in. You don't have to give up. There are so many things that um, you can do, the things that you go through in life. It, it doesn't matter what they look like in the natural. You have to um, have have the, the tenacity and the will to just push through. So uh, I want you guys to visit my website, uh, www.twilaway.com, to learn more about our journey. Uh, I tell you, it's been an amazing day today. Um, I have had a very interesting day today. I've had some very interesting conversations today. I learned today how to deal with frustration. And one of the main things um, in dealing with frustration is knowing that we have limits. And that is an awesome thing when you actually realize that you have limits and when you are doing something to avoid and eliminate the frustrations that can come about, uh, what you have to do is when you get to a point where you can't go any further, when you get to a point that you can no longer handle the situation, that is your cue to say, hey, I've made it to a point where I can't go any further, so I stop right here. That is the key to dealing with the frustrations, knowing when to quit and knowing when to just give the situation to God and say, God, I need you to step in and take over this situation. Um, Here on the Conqueror's Cafe, we highlight authors and entrepreneurs as well as survivors of traumatic events who made it out victorious, and now they are here to share their testimonies of hoping healing with the world, to offer encouragement and offer inspiration to others as they travel on their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conquerorscafe.com. We also invite you to like and follow and share our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Cafe. So if you are someone that you know, have experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. It is time uh, for our scripture reading for today. Uh, We're going to read a uh, coming from the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11. 29, verse number 11, Jeremiah 29 and 11, and it says, I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. So, for a few minutes, I just want to talk about God's plans for me, God's plans for me. So, I'm going to read that scripture again. It reads, I alone know the plans that I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future and hope, the future you hope for. How many of you listening know that God has a plan for each and every one of us? Before you were born, God knew just what he had in store for you. He knows your destiny, and he has a specialized plan so that you can reach that destiny. Plans to prosper you in fruits love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Plans of hope and of a future. Plans to fellowship with you in prayer, to listen and respond, and to find God's presence. Before the world was ever created, before the first plant, before the first tree or animal, God chose you to be in his family. Think about that for a moment, okay? The God who made everything that we see, the God who knows how to create a living cell and form them into just the right way to make a human being, the God who made the mountains and formed the oceans, the God who hung the stars in the sky and knows their number. That same God decided to look into the future and see you. God's ultimate plan for us is to develop our character and make us holy, not to make your life easy so that you're always happy. No, no, no. What God wants is fulfillment. He wants peace, joy, love, security. He wants gentleness and much more for everyone. However, God knows that we cannot ever reach this type of life without God. We, we He knows that we need uh, um, his loving ongoing uh, hand upon us, a relationship with him. How does he do this? Well, how does he know this? Well, he created and designed us that way. So he knows. What happens when you just don't know which way God wants you to go? Have you ever felt like that? As a Christian, you want to make decisions according to God's will. But what happens when you just don't know which way God wants you to go? Sooner or later in life, everyone will have to make some decisions that are vital to their well-being. Many Christians struggle with this because we expect a loud voice from heaven when we talk to God. But God doesn't necessarily work that way. Ever so often... He works in whispers instead of shouts. And the way we practice listening is to go in faith and do everything before his faith. God is more willing to show us his will and plan for our lives, but he also wants us uh, wants to show us that he wants to know that when he shows us that we follow it. We follow those plans. He wants us to put forth the effort to seek his will. So many of us are confused about God's plan for our life. Some of us think that it has um, all to do with materialistic things, you know, things that we have and things that we obtain in life. God does have a wonderful plan for your life. But for the believer, that plan is salvation from his wrath that we rightly deserve. How many of you know that we truly do uh, uh, do deserve that? His plan for our life is that we constantly surrender the evil desires of our flesh and conform more to his image. That's right. Again, God has a plan for each of us. We may not always understand his plan, but we still need to be obedient as we try to fulfill it. Let us never forget that when we trust Christ and place our faith in him, that we begin to discover his plan for us. To discover this requires a hands-on personal and powerful understanding of his plan. The beginning of this finding starts as a destination to trust him. God's plan is for us to be faithful to him in everything that we do. The plan is not that you become a doctor, a lawyer, a millionaire, a famous pastor, evangelist, an author, a singer, uh, even an astronaut. (laughs) Those are just the particulars. The big plan is to follow him in all that we do. Always remember he knows the future and his plans for you are good. His plans for you are oriented and his plans for you are full of hope. Amen. So I want to give a quick, quick shout out to our sponsors on today. Broken Wings Incorporated, a five oh one C three nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insight. So if you are a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or a caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or call 912-335-3799. Sister Spence, for personalized candles and gift baskets for For any occasion, please contact Nashara Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nashara Davenport at 205-514-0866. If you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area and you are looking for an organization where your child can be a part of a team, work together, Everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before. Then the Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Miss V at 479-899-2618 for more details. Again, that's Miss V at 479-899-2618. And if you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at for details. Okay, guys, we have an amazing show lined up for you on this evening. We have a very special guest um, that we're going to be talking to this evening. He's a published author, a true survivor filled with wisdom and his testimony this evening is going to empower you, it's going to educate you, and it is definitely going to enlighten you. So I want you guys to relax, sit back, grab your cup of tea, grab your cup of coffee, and be prepared to be blessed by this truly anointed vessel. But first, we are going to take a quick break, but don't you move, because we will be right back.
2: Hello, I am Minister Keisha L. Peterson,
1: the founder of the Absolute Word Ministries, and you are listening to The Conqueror's Cafe Radio Show. Again, we have an amazing show for you on this evening and an awesome guest. Mr. Carson Lee was born in North Carolina and is a survivor of child abuse and has since worked diligently with abused children. He advocates to end child abuse and works very hard to do so. He currently lives with his wife, foster child, and three fur babies. They are currently in the process of fostering And adopting their first child. So I want you guys to put your hands together and help me welcome Mr. Arthur Carson Lee. Well, hello there, Carson. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: I am great. How are you this evening?
3: Uh just a little nervous but I'm I'm excited to be on the show for sure.
1: All right. No, 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 no need to be nervous. Um, our listeners are here they'll welcome you and uh we're just gonna have a conversation. Um I know that I read your bio, but I really want you to just say hello to the listeners just in your own words.
3: Uh, how are y'all doing this evening? My name's Carson Lee. I appreciate you tuning in this evening and you know, hearing what I've got to say and appreciate you listening to Twyla Reed's radio show. It's it's truly a blessing that she's done this. All right. All
1: right. All right, Carson. We're going to go ahead and just get ready uh, for our interview again. Uh, no need to be nervous. We're just going to have a conversation and the callers and our listeners, uh, they are attentive. And just I know they're going to be Super duper blessed today by your testimony. Um, when we start off, I always like to just go back, just back to the very beginning when everything first started. When you first started writing, so when you first started writing, what inspired you to do so, Carson?
3: I started writing. I was about seven or eight years old, probably, and. At that point I didn't really understand, you know, what writing was going to mean to me. I I just wrote like crazy little poems and stuff about cavemen and, you know, goofy things that, you know, 6 7-year-olds think about. But <laughs> writing writing has given me an outlet for, you know, the things that have troubled me and I I'm I'm thrilled that I've, you know, been able to do that. I actually had a teacher at uh, about sixth grade. My English teacher, the class was required to do like 30 minutes or an hour of reading every day, and she would yeah. let me during that time. She would let me just write in my notebook because she could tell it was important to me. So, between you know teachers like pushing for me and just my love for writing, I've you know I've stuck with it and. I really enjoy doing it.
1: That's great. You know, just starting at such a young age is so fascinating because at six and seven uh years old to have a passion, to have that that passion developed in you to to write, uh, I think that's just a, a, a proof of, of what your calling was. You have that calling, you you know, that gift God has truly gifted you with that to write. It's, Especially,
3: you know, to start at such a young age. Yeah, and I was actually diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome on the autism spectrum. Um, Yeah. And it's always been really difficult for me, like, throughout my life to converse with other people, especially, like, face-to-face. And writing, you know, allowed me to express what I needed without actually having to talk to other people.
1: Yeah. Now, think back, let's go back to that six- to seven-year-old little boy. If you could tell that younger writing self of yours, six- to seven-years-old, or let's even move up a little bit, even into your teenage years, what would you tell your younger writing self? What would that be?
3: I would definitely tell that younger self to keep it up. Uh, it you know it doesn't matter how goofy it seems, how crazy, it will end up being you know a very important part of your life. And just stick with it. Don't give up on your dreams.
1: That's right. Don't give up on your dreams. You know, a lot of times um, we talk ourselves out of our, of that. You know, we tell ourselves, oh, "No one's going to read this. No one wants to hear what I have to say." But we have to learn how to pull all of that negativity down, pull those negative thoughts down, and just go for it. Just write it. Even if you don't uh, uh, think you're going to publish it, just write it. Because I guarantee you, Carson, at some point, if it is written down, at some point, you will get the get the guts to just go forward with it and have that, that work published. Do you agree with that?
3: Absolutely.
1: Well, let, let's talk about your book, okay? First of all, let's talk about the genre of your book and what is the inspiration behind the title
3: of the book. Uh, my book is called Lost in Thought, Memories of an Abused Child. It is nonfiction. Uh, it's just, you know, the story of my life from, like, my first memories until I was about 28 or 29 years old. Um, the title Lost in thought. My wife actually come up with the title because again, part of, you know, having Asperger's I have really hard time concentrating a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just be staring out in space and she tells me all the time, you know, it looks like I'm lost in thought. And I thought, you know, that would be the perfect title for, you know, that Um, book. Wow. Now what about the
1: the let's talk about the audience that you write for. Um, I want you to describe that audience, and and well, let's 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 break that up into two parts. First, I want you to talk about the audience that you write for.
3: The audience I write for is, I'd say, very diverse. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody who likes, say, like true crime, uh, you know, stuff like that, I feel like would love my book because it is based on you know the true crimes of my parents and you know i feel like it's a very broad audience because you know i i want to bring awareness ch- to child abuse and i feel like just as many people as could possibly read my book you know the better because that's that's really my goal is to bring awareness to child abuse So that hopefully, you know, we can make some sort of difference in somebody's life. Maybe, you know, somebody who would not have spoken up otherwise, you know, maybe it will give them a voice. Maybe it will help, you know, them to figure out, you know, what's going on in somebody's life or give them, you know, the courage needed to speak up about child abuse. You know, you say
1: to, to help someone get the courage. So is it safe to say that oftentimes uh, people who suffer child abuse, when they become adults, they are ashamed of it? I uh, like that you say you want to encourage them to talk about it. Uh, why do you think they're ashamed of it?
3: Uh, I, I definitely think they're ashamed. They're, they feel ashamed. And it's because of the guilt. Like in my case, you know, the things that my mother put me through, You know, the guilt and the shame was just endless. I thought there was something wrong with me. Uh, You know, the things that my mother had done to me, just truly unspeakable. And I thought that somehow made me a bad person for, you know, what she had done to me. And it's, it's hard for other people, you know, to think that it's not their fault. It's something that they've lived through, but they feel the shame and the guilt as if it was something that they had done wrong themselves and not just an experience that they had, you know, survived.
1: Yeah, you know, I, you know, I want to say this too, and it's very important uh, being a survivor of any type of abuse to to actually not go into a shell because when you do speak out and you do say, hey, me too, yeah, this happened to me, that gives you the opportunity to meet others, to find out and to maybe come together and say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this and, and I'm having a hard time getting over this that I've gone through or getting over that that I've gone through. So is it safe to say that by speaking up, it does open doors and give you Uh, Avenues to meet other people to kind of help you get through the challenges and get through the guilt and and all of that.
3: Absolutely. I think opening up and, you know, finding support groups or finding somebody who actually understands what you're going through or have gone through, I think that's extremely important. I've actually recently uh, joined a Facebook group where, you know, abuse survivors have like come together to talk, and, you know, just, you know, it's really beneficial for people, you know, to just open up and show that, you know, they're not the only person who's gone through what they're dealing with, and, you know, there are others who understand.
1: Now, when you talk about the message in Lost in Thought, what are you trying to portray to the readers? And I want you to give us two things that you want your readers to walk away with after reading Lost and Thought.
3: I'd say the first one being that, you know, child abuse does exist. Um, there are not always, like, external signs that will give that away. You You can't always just look at somebody and say, This person has gone through something traumatic. This person has, you know, dealt with abuse. That's, you know, it's there's not always an external sign, and you know they will not always open up and say, you know, I have dealt with this. And again, uh, you know, point two being, many people who have suffered abuse believe that they've done something to cause whatever they've survived. You know they may feel like that makes them a bad person. They may feel like they deserve whatever they've gone through when they don't. But, you know, that's just part of being abused is you may feel like it's your fault and, you know, the guilt and the shame of that, it'll eat, it it eats at you. It's hard to, you know, overcome such a thing.
1: So do you think that growing up, you know, um, you know, having succumbed to so much abuse from your mother, you know, someone that was supposed to be your protector, um, how that, has that affected you, You, um, well, as an adult in
3: relationships? It was really a confusing growing up. You know, you, you see mm-hmm. mother figures on the media or whatever and think, you know, this is what my mother should be, and it's not. You know, as an adult, I try my just my absolute best to be the best father I can be, you know, to be the best person I can be. And it it makes it difficult because, like, anybody who I know knows what, you know, my past is, I'm afraid that they may treat me differently because of it. Like, when I first met my wife, her sister has four kids, And I was terrified that they would treat me bad, like, you know, like I might do something to their children just because, you know, something had been done to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, that's great that you said that because most people do truly believe that abuse begets abuse. And um, even though in, in some cases that is true, it's not always the case. And so um how did how were you able to wow just like work through that and 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 have them trust you to say hey you know although this did happen to me you know I I love my family and this is is not going to happen I'm not going to do this to anybody else
3: Thankfully you know, I was very lucky with my my wife's family, they've never treated me any yeah. differently, but you know even still in the back of my mind, I've had a lot of worries about that, so for me, yeah. there's just there's been a lot of need for like reassurance of you know are they okay? do they have any issues? you know things like that and my right. wife has actually caught a bunch of times where like I will intentionally avoid any sign of, you know, like any kind of a circumstance that remotely right. reminds me of something my my mother would have done and yeah. you know it might be just the most normal thing to anybody else but like I will just avoid it no matter what just because of you know the fear of you know what somebody yeah. else might think might think
1: now um i want you to share uh with our listeners like what are some signs that uh, people can look for, in uh, maybe uh, you know, of children that may possibly uh, be experiencing abuse.
3: That's sort of a hard question to answer. There's not, there's not really like one specific sign that will always, yeah, you know, okay, be a determining factor. But okay, I'd say a lot of the time, like a child who say they they get in the room with a, a male or female, and they immediately cower in fear. They act like you know, they are going to get hurt by this person. I'd say that's yeah. definitely a sign. And then,
0: okay.
3: um, like, uh, I'd say more towards teenage years, but a lot of children who become, I don't know how to word it, I guess like sexually promiscu- promiscuous, a lot yeah. of that is... Yeah you know coming out like if they were abused as a child that's kind of a thing like they figure you know this is what happened to me maybe this is what I should do to others and
0: wow.
3: there's I don't know there's a lot of signs that would be ignored because it's very subtle and then there's some yeah. signs that are like you know absolutely just in your face
1: yeah but well, that's a great answer um you you, you really so there, there is no one thing that you can look for. There's several things. You just have to kind of just uh, uh, if anything's out of the norm. If there's a child that that's very quiet and reserved, or like you said, if there's a child that is uh, being sexually promiscuous and and or you know just kind of out of control and wild. Wow, you know, those are some things. You know, maybe something is going on there. Uh, so. Uh, I want our listeners to know, um, let's recap, we have um, Mr. Carson Lee here with us, and he's sharing his journey as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And um, in his book, Lost in Thought, I tell you guys, it's an unbelievable true story of a child whose mother was hooked on prescription pills who sexually abused him for years while convincing him that nothing was out of the ordinary. Uh, Family members knew of this situation and did not do anything to stop it. And so he distanced himself from his family as he grew older, only to become more of an outcast. What would you do, listener, if you knew a child was being abused? Not only that, but what if that child was a member of your family? Mr. Carson talks about this in his book, Lost in Thought. And, um, and again, we are just so happy that he's here sharing this because it really does happen in families. And it happens more often uh, than you think. It happens more often than it's talked about. And so I just want to applaud you, Carson, again, for just coming forward to just giving, you know, having the courage. I know it takes a lot of courage to, to, to put this out and write about this and um, you know you're saying that you're a survivor but I want to just tell you I just think you're so much more than just surviving that you're actually thriving and that it takes a lot for you to be able to come out and help someone um, and so I want the, the listeners to know that our phone lines are open and if anyone listening would like to call in if you have a question or if you want to talk with Carson, the number to dial in is 657 Again, the number to call in is 657 383 Now, Carson, I know uh, as a writer, we often face some challenges. I want you to share one of the most difficult challenges that you face as a writer, and how have you overcome
3: this challenge? Uh, I'd say the most difficult challenge for me as a writer, at least for you know the book Lost in Thought, has been that mm-hmm. every time I go to write down something that I have lived through, the you know the experiences start coming back in vivid, vivid detail. You know I start to relive, yeah. you know everything that I've written down, and that has been at times you know extremely hard to to deal with. Um, You know, I I end up remembering things that I might have forgotten, you know, pushed back in my mind, just, you know, never thought about, and then it just Mm -hmm. comes back, and it's, you know, it's hard to deal with, but I'd say, you know, writing it down has, you know, been the most beneficial, like, form of therapy for me, just being able to open up has really helped me to overcome, you know, some of the stuff that's bothered me.
1: You know, I was going to ask you that. Um, do you think it's been therapeutic for you and have kind of aided in your healing?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, being able to write about it and open up and end and, up, uh, you know, there, I've had a lot of people contact me um, saying, you know, I've read your book. This is my experience. Yeah, you know, it's really opened my eyes. There's a lot more abuse that goes on than people realize. But it's also... Yeah. You know it's also there's a lot more people who understand what you've gone through, and it it makes it easier to you know to deal with knowing that others you know do have an idea what's going on.
1: yeah, I think that um going through traumatic experiences, writing really does help, even if it's not for writing a book just journaling uh, i I encourage journaling to every listener. Uh, whether it it deals with abuse or, or whatever it is in life. I mean, just an everyday – I mean, it, me as a kid, you know, we have diaries. I remember I had a diary when I was a little girl, and um, just writing. And even now, you know, when I wrote my first book, Broken Wings, it was helpful for me, you know, to really go through – yeah, I relived a lot of it just like you did, but it really was therapeutic. It helped me. It brought back a lot of memories. But like you said, it makes you stronger. It uh, it helps you to see that, hey, I went through this. I went through this for a reason. And now I'm going to take this and go out and help others. So is that kind of like how you felt as well?
3: Absolutely. That's, that's been sort of my goal with this is, you know, I dealt with this, and I've survived it, but, you know, I want to make a difference. I want my story to stand out. I want people to understand that, you know, abuse does happen, and, you know, like I've said, it's not always obvious. And I really want, like, even abusers maybe who have listened or somehow read my book to realize, like, the damage that they're doing to other people. You know, that that's my goal is to, you know, just help as many people as I can with this, with this, you know, this whole, like, book and everything.
1: Right, yeah. Well, you know, I really believe that you're doing that, and I, and I believe that you're going to continue to do that um, just because you stepped out and say, hey, I want to make a difference, and that's what you said. I want the things that I've gone through in life to help others. And get this, not just the survivor, not just the person that's been abused, but also the abuser, to get them to understand that, you know, how their actions can really cause life-changing, life-altering effects in the person that they abuse. Because sometimes I don't think that the abuser understands that. Do, you know, do you think that, that that's the case often? Uh,
3: Definitely. I don't. I don't think most of the abusers think, you know, this is the damage I'm causing. This is what I'm putting this person through. They're just, you know, they're taking out their anger or they're doing, you know, whatever they're doing. And they don't think about the consequences. And for most people, I'd say the consequences, you know, it's lifelong. There's lifelong triggers that, you know, something happens, you know, just something as, you know, small as like a smell can set somebody off who's dealt with trauma. And, you know, it it truly is a lifelong journey.
1: Well, let's talk about some of the things that that are motivating you now to keep writing and to keep sharing your story. Uh, What are some things that that motivate you?
3: Uh, What motivates me the most is, you know, the idea that, my work and my words will somehow help somebody who has been abused or is going through abuse. You know, I I really want to make a difference in people's lives. That's, you know, definitely motivation for me.
1: Make the difference and be the change that you want others to see. Uh, I think that's great. Um, Taking your journey and really opening up to show people that, hey, I've made it through this abuse. I went through a very horrible time as a kid. You know, as a kid, you know, you're not supposed to experience abuse. You're supposed to, you know, your life is supposed to be full of fun and laughter and and kid stuff, not having to worry about if your parent, your mother, or your father uh, is abusing you a couple of Sundays ago, We had a guest, and her father, who was a minister, was actually sexually abusing her. And so, um, and I said that to just really confirm what you said, that it really happens more than you think that it does happen. And um, so being able to take this and just help others, I tell you, just the strength, it has to take a lot of strength and courage, and and I can't applaud you enough for that. Um, Let's talk about... Some of some of the writers that inspire you. Who are some writers that that you've been inspired by as they told their story and have shared their testimony?
3: I I definitely say uh, you know David Pelzer. He's probably my biggest uh, inspiration for writing mm-hmm. a you know child abuse story. Uh, he survived some you know terrible child abuse himself and you know i never realized until i read his book you know just how much of a difference it can make to write you know write that stuff down and open other people's eyes you know he sold multiple millions of copies you know he's he's made a you know a huge difference in people's lives you know that is what inspires me is you know the hopes yeah. and dreams of you know changing people's lives
0: yeah. but
3: there are some I, other authors you know who have inspired me Um, Mm -hmm. like Kevin Hart, uh, Trevor Noah, and Tiffany Haddish are just some examples of what I've read recently. Uh, You know, they've all been through, you know, just like the lowest of lows and, you know, through their perseverance and hard work. You know, they have all three made, you know, huge names for themselves, and they have all made, you know, the difference in many, many lives. You know, it's it's reading stories like that that truly inspire me.
1: You know, I'm glad you mentioned those people um, because um, and you're on that level with them to just show what your life has done. is just shown people that no matter how severe the tragedy is, how severe the, um, the struggle is, that you really can come out on top you can survive, you can make a difference, you can create the life that you desire. Uh, It's about your perspective. How do you look at this tragedy? Are you going to uh, look at it and be defeated by it? And although it's going to cause some changes in your life, and, yeah, it's going to cause you to view some things differently in life, but what are you going to do with it? How are you going to turn this around and make a difference? You really do have a choice to to, to live in fear or to walk in faith? And I say that you chose to walk in faith. Is that correct?
3: Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. There was actually a time in my life where, you know, and I mean, I hate to admit it, but I asked myself, you know, if God truly does exist, why mm-hmm. am I experiencing the things I'm experiencing? And, you know, after you know, years and years of uh, living life and seeing other people's experiences and learning from my own, you know, I've understood that, you know, it's just, you know, a test of your faith. You know, don't give up your faith just because things are hard. You know, that's, you know, you got to have faith in God no matter what. That's, you know, that should be most important. Because I, I, you know, I truly believe that God will never give you more than you can, you know, than you can handle. You took
1: the words right out of my mouth.
3: <laughs>
1: God will definitely not give you more than you can bear. And, you know, guess what? You are not the only one who's felt like that and, and have questioned God to say, why me? Lord, why did you pick me to go through this tragedy? What is it about me? Why is my life like this? Why do I have to go through this? But you know what, Carson? I found it to be a privilege. A privilege. And as silly as this may sound, a privilege that God picks us to go through the tragedies that we've gone through because we he knew because he knows it all and he knows all things. He knew that we would be able to come out blazing to be able to help others on fire for wanting to make a difference, uh, motivated, and just uh, 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 a goal-driven and purpose-driven to be able to take our testimonies, turn it around, to be able to help others. Because just like you said, God's not going to give you more than you can bear it. So it it is a test of faith to say, hey, God, I'm going through this. It hurts. It doesn't look good. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. And because I know who holds my future, I can go through this because I know that you are with me. So, I don't know. You know, I get that. I, I really get that by saying it, questioning God, why me? And sometimes even now, even sometimes I found myself saying, Lord, okay. When is enough going to be
0: enough?
3: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I wow. I don't think, you know, I would not change a thing that I've went through or that I've lived through. Because it's as you've said, you know, it just makes you a stronger person. And it does strengthen your faith in God that, you know, everything will work out and you'll be just fine. That's
1: it. You will be just fine. God gives his strongest strongest battles to his strongest soldiers. I believe that wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, everybody can't walk in your shoes. Everybody could not have endured what you've gone through, Carson. So now that you've made it out victorious, guess what? Now you have a responsibility to go back and get those who don't know how to get out, who can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Now you're going to be, you know, you can take your testimony and say, hey, I made it out, so guess what? So can you, God brought me out. He can bring you out too.
3: That is exactly what I want, you know, out of my life is to, you know, make a difference like that and to help others out of their, you know, their bad situations.
0: Yeah.
1: Now... I know there's other things that you do other than write. I heard you say you had three fur babies, and I know yeah. that you and your wife, <laughs> you and your wife are prepared to uh, for your first child. So let's talk about that. What are some other things that you like to do in your spare time that that does not include writing?
3: Well, you know, being an author, I I absolutely love <laughs> to read. I love you yeah. know nonfiction or fiction. I don't really have a preference. Uh, you know I'll read just about anything as long as it's got a good message. Um, you know anything, even anything like you know say mythical vampires or werewolves, because I just yeah. I love to experience you know the minds of other people, you know how their minds work and like the alternative universes that they create. You know, I just, I love to experience things like that. And, you know, other than, like, writing and reading, um, I love, like, putting together puzzles or, like, home projects. Uh, Actually, today I spent the day putting a swing set together for our foster son. You know, just working with my hands and staying busy is, you know, something I really, really love to do.
1: And I'm sure that, I mean, and I bet you just give it your all.
3: <laughs> yeah. To me, that, that's geez. part of my I, I personality know. type is once, you know, once I start something, I've got to finish it, and it's got to be perfect. So, yeah. yeah, that's good and bad sometimes.
1: So let me ask you this. So let's talk about upcoming events. Do you have any upcoming events or any speaking engagements or
3: or uh, book signings that you would like to share with everyone? I I don't actually have any uh, upcoming events that are set in stone yet. I've got several several more interviews and several things lined up, but we just haven't really worked out the dates yet. Um,
1: Okay.
3: But one thing I do is I write fiction under the pseudonym of Isaiah Lee. Um, Mm -hmm. I've actually got a political thriller that's published. It's called the Firm, F-I-R-M. It's um, yeah. you know it just follows the story of a uh, hitman who uh, he assassinates the, the governor of New York City, and you know he finds himself oh, in wow. some serious, <laughs> some serious like international trouble. And I've also <laughs> got uh, my most recent fiction under Isaiah Lee is Day of Reckoning. Uh, it's just you know like a, a apocalyptic, uh, essentially like an alien book.
1: Oh, wow. My dad would love your book. <laughs> I am definitely going to share that with him. He is an avid reader and he loves, love, love to read, um, you know, um, material and content like that. So I promise yeah. you, I will definitely get your book and pass it on to my father because he loves that. He really does. Okay. And, um, I don't, at some time um, in the future, I'm going to. Oh, I would like to do like something virtual, uh, virtual have virtual speakers on, and so more to follow on that. But just know that if that is something that I do, that I will be contacting you to uh, to be able to share your story. Again, with our listeners, um, you won't have to travel. Like I said, it'll all be done um, virtually over the Internet, over the web, probably Facebook Live uh, conference or something like that. Uh, so just more to follow on that. But would love for you to just be able to share your story. And want to encourage you also um, to seek out different speaking engagements. I know that there's an audience that's waiting to hear your testimony. Mm-hmm. And that uh, in, in no matter where you are with this, that your book, Lost and Thought, and just the content and how you open, how you're willing to open up and share your journey uh, is just going to be a blessing to so many others as you continue to do this. Um, I want you to uh, share with our listeners how they can purchase
0: your book.
3: Uh, my book is available on uh, amazon.com uh, just search for either Carson lee or lost in thought memories of an abused child it's available in ebook print and you know audio formats uh, you can also find it at audible.com you know same thing type in Carson lee or lost in thought um, you know that's there there's several online retailers where you can find it and I've actually been talking to several, you know, local bookstores about hopefully carrying it as well. So
1: Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And um just so you listeners know, uh, um when authors have their books on Amazon, they are available in um in bars and novels as well. So um, Yes ma'am books, yes, yeah, definitely available in Barnes and Nobles as well. Again, I want to remind our listeners that our phone lines are
0: open, six five seven three
1: eight three zero eight nine eight. If you have a question for our guest author, if you have a comment about what we're talking about today, um,
0: just an amazing
1: story today. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Carson has uh, shared his journey as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and has just candidly shared his testimony of how making a conscious decision to move forward, despite the obstacles that were present at the time, gave him the strength to overcome the hurt, gave him the strength to overcome the pain and the loss, to emerge as a true survivor, one that is now uh, taking his journey to to help heal others and um, just openly paints a vivid uh, if disturbing image of child abuse and how it affects the psyche as one grows older, what begins as abuse leads quickly to to suicidal thoughts and loss of control. And look at him now, uh, here today, sharing his testimony of hope and healing. Uh, we have a we have a caller, Carson. Uh, let's see. Okay. Hello. Hello, caller. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hi, dear.
0: This is Mom. Hi. Hi. I just want to say hello to Mr. Carson and congratulate him and thank him for sharing his message and to encourage him to continue to be uplifted and to uplift others because through your testimony,
1: others will be helped. So you two have a good night and love to you both. Thank you. Thank you you so much. You know, like I said, Carson, and I know you hear this all the time uh, just how encouraging your message truly is, and how empowering it is for others um, that aren't, uh, that don't have the courage to come out and say, hey, you know, this happened to me. And although this happened to me, I want to make a difference. So, what can I do? What can I do to do that? And so um, this has encouraged me. I I do have a family member um, that was sexually abused, and I've been encouraging her to write a book, and her mother has too. And so um, this uh, just gives me more fuel to help push her to write about her story as well, Uh, her stepfather, sexual abuser. So um, I really definitely want to... um, let her listen to this I don't know if she's able, I don't know if she's listening right now but if not I'm going to encourage her to go back and listen um, you know it's just so she can just gain gain courage as well to go out and, and write her story. There, there, there's someone that's waiting to hear her testimony as well and so um, you guys can um, again um, visit amazon.com at Barnes and Noble's and uh, to purchase Carson's book, Lost in Thought. Um, Now, Carson, what words of inspiration and motivation, just what we just talked about, would you like to share with others who may have experienced abuse and they may want uh, to share their story but just don't know what to do, they don't know how to start, what words of inspiration and motivation can you give to them?
3: Uh, like you said, your family member uh you've been talking about her you know talking you know, trying to get her to write her own story. I definitely think like opening up and just sharing that story, I think that's just so important uh you know mm-hmm. if you do strive to be an author, you know I definitely say just stick with it you know like mm-hmm. in my case, writing down the memories you know it's it's painful you know, but it'll it'll pass you know but once you've dealt with that you know then the healing can begin it's just it's so therapeutic and so beneficial to open up and share with other people you know i'd say anybody who has such a story you know that's that's the first thing i'd say to do is you know find somebody who you really trust find somebody to open up to and just talk to them or you know if you do wish to write a book you know write it you know, start at yeah. some point and, you know, fill in the details. And, you know, the book itself will work you know, work out little bit by little bit, you know, just to move around the details, you know, make a final product. But, you know, I think it's very important, especially um, like, you know, the memories will continue, you know, come back, new stuff that you remember. You know, it's important to share that with somebody so that you don't feel you know, overwhelmed with the feelings yourself. It's it's easier to, you know, open up and let others help you through, you know, the hard times.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Awesome advice, awesome words of inspiration and motivation. Now, we are down to our last bonus question. I want you to share what does the word conqueror mean to you?
3: the word conqueror to me means, you know, that I have personally conquered my demons. You know, I have conquered the the child abuse that I survived and all of those stereotypes that go along with it. You know, I have conquered so many things that have hurt me for so long, and now I can heal. And like I said earlier, you know, I conquered... Those overwhelming feelings of God, why have you put me in this situation? You know, and I've, I've regained my faith in God, you know, by conquering all of the negativity and all of those things that, you know, I was put through. And truly that's that's a blessing to, you know, have regained my faith. And yeah. to honestly say today that I'm a Christian and I do believe in God and, you know, that that is the most important thing in my life.
0: Yes.
1: I tell you, that is one of the best definitions of a conqueror that I've heard, just being able to to conquer those overwhelming feelings of asking God why, but turning it around and having regained faith to step out of faith, forwarding all issues to him, to no longer live in fear, which is false evidence appearing real. So what an amazing testament of hope and healing. And, Carson, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us, sharing your journey, sharing your heart with us on this evening. I want to personally encourage you to just keep pressing forward uh, as you just make an impact in the kingdom of God Keep teaching those that you come in contact with. Keep inspiring those. Keep motivating those. And just allowing God to use you to uh, to just help others that have gone through uh, the, some of the same or, or the identical or some of the similar, you know, things that you've gone through in life. I just want to say thank you so very much for coming on the Conqueror's Cafe and sharing your testimony with us.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's it's been awesome, and thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in because, you know, it's it's awesome feeling like I've got, you know, a support group, and feels feels like I've actually got some people who care, and you know that that's an awesome feeling. All right,
1: that is great. Well, guys, that is our show for this evening. I want to say thank you so much for listening to the Conqueror's Cafe. Be sure to visit Conqueror'sCafe.com and check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe to our website and stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing We've truly enjoyed you all tonight. Don't forget to join us every Sunday evening, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for an amazing testimonies of hope and healing. Again, we had just an amazing show tonight, and just uh, I'm just I feel so um, empowered and and, enlightened and just so inspired by our guests tonight. And sometimes well, I tell you, some guests just really just touch my heart, and that has truly uh, happened on uh, tonight. And before you go this evening, I just want to leave this with you, and I want you to remember that life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limit and want to quit on this journey. You can do two things. You can stand firm and persevere or you can give up and give out. You have the power to choose, and the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God, transforming your tragedy and two empowering moments. Until next time, I am your host, Twilo Reed, your Tragedy to Strategy mentor. For speaking engagements or consultations, please email me at infotwiloreed.com. At and if you have a testimony of hope and healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Good night, everybody. Take care. May God bless you. And may heaven smile upon you.
2: A little bit, y'all.